This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to the Danny Mac Podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. Welcome back to the Danny Mac Podcast on the Bet Rivers Podcast Network as we inch our way closer. To the Bears in New Orleans Saints, Sunday in the Big Easy. The Bears are getting eight points. We have a total of 41 in the game. And I want to remind you, you can get extra value this football season. With Bet Rivers Squares, win up to $10,000 in bonus money. Bet 10 bucks in same-game parlays with the Squares icon to earn a square. I hate to do this because we've got all kinds of Bears news this week, but I have to backpedal just to get started. I did not take to task something that happened in Sunday night's loss to the Chargers that needs to be mentioned, and I felt so bad about it. I did get NBC's Chris Collinsworth for a couple things. What I failed to mention is his ridiculously erroneous statement on Bears free agent acquisition T.J. Edwards, who, after making one nice play, was said to have brought that Eagles attitude to the Bears this year. And I don't know if that's something Matt Eberflus gave to Collinsworth and the crew when they had their visit a day and a half before the game, but it's not true. He's made little difference. Tremaine Edmonds similarly has made little difference this year. And the Bears used a lot of salary cap space for those two guys. I don't know if it was recency bias because the Bears had shut the door on Minnesota on third down in a loss a few weeks ago and then did a nice job against the limp-ass Las Vegas Raiders the, you know, this, the week before the Chargers game. Yeah, they got off the field better against two punching bag offenses. The Vikings were freaking two for 13 on third down. And maybe that's just he looks at the the quickly looks at the roster. Oh, yeah. T.J. Edwards was an eagle. He knows what it takes to win. Look how good the Eagles were defense. You make the assumption or sometimes I wonder if these guys just make it up as they go along. But I did want to point that out. And I want to acknowledge quickly why I chose not to spend a ton of time um, on the quarterback Tyson Bagent versus Justin Fields. That's been a big conversation again this week. And I was asked by a few people politely on social media, why I didn't spend more time talking about that, that whole conversation. And I just don't think it's necessary to go into it any more detail. You're on one side of the argument, either you need more time with fields. You need the rest of the year before you decide to do what the fifth year option or what to do with that. Or you've already made up your mind. He's not the guy. I want to see him finish the rest of the year. I think as soon as he's healthy, you play him. I don't think Tyson Bajant would be a good idea to keep going with so Fields can learn how to do checkdowns. Now, can he learn from a younger player, a Division II guy a year ago at Shepard? Sure. You can learn from anybody. You're never too above it all 
to learn from your teammates. So that's why I chose not to spend a ton of time in that conversation. I want to talk about the big week for Ryan Poles. And I didn't think I would get here. I believe the general manager of this football team had so much more work ahead of him than the head coach. The head coach, Matt Eberflus, to me, has failed. And he's failed to the point where I believe a change is necessary. He's shown me enough. I'll get into some of the reasons why. But I was willing to give polls a little bit more leash along the way for what it's worth. Because I think he's trying to overcome not just one general manager, his predecessor, Ryan Poles, but also some of the moves made by Phil Emery years ago. Now, granted, some of those players in the Emery regime would be approaching the back, you know, several holes of their 18-hole NFL career. But still, the organization was left barren. There are draft classes that are ill-represented and some not represented at all on this current roster. Ryan Poles had an enormous undertaking revamping this roster, and he was willing to take it on the chin last year, go 3-14, and 14, and put his team in a position to get the top pick in the draft. And I was okay with what they did with the draft and trading the top pick for the number nine, eventually trading down with Philadelphia. And uh, choosing the tackle, Darnell Wright out of Tennessee, I was okay with those moves. But with the move this week to trade next year's number two, the 35th pick overall in the draft as it sits today for Montez Sweat, without a renewal, without the certainty of his return to the team, is a real mark a negative mark in the career of Ryan Poles as the Bears GM. It's all too reminiscent of what he did a year ago with Chase Claypool, losing a second-round pick for a wide receiver who's now a blocking addition to the Miami Dolphins' core of outstanding receivers. He did the same thing. And if Montez Sweat plays his way into a contract, these final this final handful of games, the Bears with, what, they're 2-6, and six, so... The rest of the schedule to go, nine games in front of him, then he deserves the contract maybe because he's going to get an opportunity to show you if he can be a number one. The word alpha was used by John Yurkovich the other day on ESPN 1000. That's an accurate way of describing it. Can he be as productive as he has been in four NFL seasons? without the help on the side he had in Washington, a very good pass-rushing team. A lot of Bears fans wanted Chase Young because he's a tick younger. He's also way more beat up and has had an ACL. He's not been available enough. I'm okay with crossing him off because of his medicals, and that's what the Bears did. Let San Francisco part with the pick around later next year in exchange for him. I think that's that's okay for the Bears. But without a contract – and with Sweat admitting to the idea that, yeah, I owe it to myself to check the temperature of the market this offseason, it, it sets up for a real dangerous outcome because you're contending for nothing this year. You're two and six. Your starting quarterback is gone for at least one more week this week's game against New Orleans. And... You're not you're not going to even make a run at a wild card. You'd be it's far fetched to think the Bears can even go 500 this year. And if they even if they did, what's the big deal? Who cares if you're not in the in the postseason? So you forfeit a second round pick, a high second round pick 
for a pass rusher for nine games. That's stupid. And it shows he didn't learn from a mistake he made just one year ago. When I look at the biggest transgressions of polls, the list begins with the selection of Matt Eberflus, who hasn't shown me at all any signs of leadership, any signs of composure under duress. When, you know, the waves are getting heavy, he's treading water at best, and he's not looked like a guy who can handle adversity very well this year. I'm not just talking about the way he handles himself during news conferences, ladies and gentlemen. I'm talking about his demeanor on the sideline, his body language, some of the things that have been said about him indirectly in the case of the quarterback's criticisms, his call to help. Uh, arms for the poor. I think that was in week three. That's uh, Those are huge marks against Eberflus. Who was the polls higher? Now, I get from unimpeachable sources, George McCaskey has his fingerprints on everything the Bears still do, and I believe that. So if that was on the high-flying McCaskey family, it's too bad polls has to wear it. But he's the GM who hired him. He's the guy ultimately whose head goes on the chopping block. I think not securing a pass rusher this year until this week when they trade for who some people think is the third best D lineman on the commanders. I don't. I much rather have him than Young, the second pick overall three, four years ago. You can't overlook a pass rusher. It's a fatal mistake. Your team without the ability to harass the opposing quarterback doesn't have a chance in this NFL. You just don't. Yannick Ngakwe is a well-traveled mercenary who's an average pass rusher. That's all he is. And the draft picks the Bears made, who had us excited, Zach with the unnecessary second C pickings, and Gervon Dexter have not proved to be solid NFL talent yet. Billings, the nose tackle, has been more effective than either of those guys. So Paul's not getting the most critical position on your defense. And you could say maybe it's corner. And you give him a high mark for not trading Jalen Johnson. That seems to be the, you know, the desire of every Bears fan I hear. Not everyone, but a high percentage of you who root for the Bears want to see this guy get a long-term expensive contract. I don't. I think he's a good player. I don't think he's a great player. Without a pass rusher, you're effed in this NFL. And he didn't get one. So as much as I have high regard for the volume of work he had in front of him, he failed in a way too critical of a position to give him a pass. Mentioned the Chase Claypool trade. That is on his Mount Rushmore of transgressions. The sweat trade without having any certainty of a future maybe comes real close to evening him up with Eberflus. And his... His transgressions, let's start with the staff The staff he assembled. Allen Williams, gone after one game this year. These are Matt Eberflus's guys. These are the guys he fingered as his best assistants, and now he's lost a second one in running backs coach David Walker, fired this week for HR violations, not comporting himself in a gentlemanly fashion, in the hallways. Those are my words. Those aren't the words the Bears have used, but Eberflus 
was quick to point the finger at Walker and say it's not acceptable. We have a standard in the building. Was that something Ryan Poles made him say? I don't know, above Poles? They want everybody to think it was Eberflus who's blowing these decisions, and they want him to take accountability and tell the world it was it was a terrible transgression, and you can't have that in your organization, and we don't know what it was, and I don't know if we ever will find out what Alan Williams did. The speculation was wildly disturbing, and I won't go into it, but maybe you've heard some of these things. Matt Eberflus's staff. In addition to having two guys incapable of of being gentlemen, seemingly, have not developed the younger players. Yes, the secondary has been okay. Brisker and Gordon, second-year players, seem to be guys worth having on your roster. Jalen Johnson grades high on PFF for what that's worth. I'm not the biggest fan of that service, but NFL teams value it. To what degree, I'm sure it varies, and I don't know what they are. But he has not developed these younger players, not in either year. Jack Sanborn, is your is that your trophy? Is that the standard by which we will say, hey, look what, look what Eberflus did. He took an undrafted free agent from Wisconsin, and he made him a valuable member of your defense. A serviceable player. A difference maker? No. Not now, not ever. And the pass rush is non-existent with this team. They don't get after the passer. Second straight year, they have sucked. Most notably, the defensive line. The head coach came from Indianapolis because he had tremendous production from DeForest Buckner two years ago, the 2020 season. And before he changed his name, Darius Leonard was a terrific outside linebacker, not necessarily a great pass rusher, but a guy who caused havoc and created turnovers and was worthy of the contract. General manager Ryan Poles didn't want to give to Roquan Smith. So the absence of takeaways and the absence of a pass rush, that's on Eberflus. you got to be better than that. No matter what Poles has given you, you've made no difference. That's why I think after two years, I've seen enough. And I hate the idea of pushing the reset button again two years after you, you shuffle the deck with both of them. But if the Bears wind up going in another direction with GM and head coach next year, I'm not going to wrestle with it. Poles has he's narrowed the gap between himself and the head coach. And I think the head coach got to go. The absence of leadership shown by Eberflus and the way he comports himself. Going to the, the locker room at halftime with three timeouts in your pocket. Not insisting at the beginning of the year of his offensive staff, of Luke Getze and company, what is our identity going to be? We knew they wanted to reduce the workload for fields as a runner. That made sense. It was not sustainable asking this guy to run for 178 yards, which he did last year on the first Sunday in November. And then he came back the next week with a huge week, 147, and his first two rushing touchdown game. They didn't want to be that, but what did they want to be? 
I know they didn't have the the benefit of a healthy offensive line during training camp and Fields himself missed enough time on the practice field and off-season workouts. You didn't really know what you wanted to be on opening day. And that's with a healthy complimentary, you know, backfield, the three-headed monster if you will of Herbert the rookie, Roshan Johnson, Khalil Herbert, by the way, Roshan Johnson, and Deontay Foreman, who's looked really good these last few weeks. Eberflus has to go and Poles is catching up. That's the bottom line. You don't trade a second-round pick if you're not, if you're not damn sure he's going to be amenable to, a, to another deal. And what if you find out he's not worth it? You've, you've forfeited the 35th pick in next year's draft. Courtesy of Mark Silverman, when was the last time the Bears picked 35th? It's a few years back. You'll remember the name, Charles Tillman. Borderline NFL Hall of Famer. A guy who created turnovers, something this Bears team does not do, and you have lost your opportunity. Not that you're going to find a guy that good necessarily. It's not a certainty. Guys miss way more than they hit in this NFL but it was discouraging to me, and it's it, it it looks to me that Eberflus is being set up to take the fall with his commentary yesterday on Walker, dismissed for reasons we don't know. It's a long, dark season for these Chicago Bears, and it doesn't get better this weekend. I don't think the Bears, and I don't have a ton of regard for the Saints, but back-to-back road games for good teams are a challenge. For even good teams, it's tough to win when you go back to back. And they they didn't win. They got their asses kicked last week. A lot of things were exposed. They didn't get to Justin Herbert. They won't get to Derek Carr either. Unless it's Montez Sweat proving he can be the number one. And the Bears holding out hope. He doesn't hurt himself. And he plays well enough to merit a sizable contract extension in the offseason. I hate to be bearer of bad news, but I don't manufacture it. I just retail it. I want to thank you for listening to the Danny Mac podcast. Hope you're watching on YouTube. You can subscribe very easily. It's free, the subscription to the Danny Mac podcast. If you're a YouTube subscriber, just click. You can help me out that way, or at the minimum, please keep listening on Spotify, wherever you may may be getting the podcast. Thank you for listening. The guy who makes it all happen at the Bet Rivers Podcast Network is Baby Capone, Adam Delavitt. My executive producer is the KC Wolf of Northwest Indiana, Sam Michael. We get help regularly from Randy Merkin, Troy Mocker, and Alex Pastor. Thanks for listening. Back Monday with more on the Chicago Bears on the Danny Mac Podcast. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Danny Mac podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. 